0: We're live, Kelsey. We are officially podcasters now. I guess was this on the bingo card for you?
1: No. It also wasn't in my job description. Excited to be here.
0: You just kind of jump in and you go do it. You wanna grow and go and get there. Sometimes upwards, sometimes nowhere. You've got the ideas, you're looking up at the clouds, but how do you start standing out of the crowd? So build it with us from the ground up. Hey everybody! Welcome to From the Ground Up. I'm Zach Conway. I'm here with my co-host Kelsey McKenna. What's up, Kelsey?
1: Not much. It's Friday. Happy to be here.
0: It's Friday. It's Friday when we're recording mm-hmm. this. We'll see when this comes out, but it's good context for you know our energy levels at the end of a long week. We'll, we'll see how we do, but uh, let's jump into it, Kelsey. We're here. This is our first episode. Why are we doing this? I guess the world needed another podcast, and and so we're here to we're here to deliver.
1: Yeah, exactly. We they they definitely they need to hear from us. It's very clear. Everyone's been asking, <laughs> what do we think about everything? So maybe you maybe you could start with why 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 are we why are we even here at Seeds, and why are we creating this podcast? Um,
0: yeah, I think they kind of maybe go hand in hand, right? We we have spent. Several weeks talking about how us being in the weeds trying to run, trying to build and run a startup, it's controlled chaos. It's exhausting. There's so much happening. But what's exciting about it, among a bunch of things, is in this environment, you have a clean slate. You get to build from the ground up. There you go. There's (laughs) There's the title get it in early. And it's uh, it's amazing because, yeah, you're really starting from nothing, right? You're, we're building with nothing in front of us. And so having this perspective and sort of now looking at the advisory space and, and in particular at sort of legacy financial advisory firms, how they try to build for the future without a clean slate right? They have all these things and personnel and technology and biases and assumptions and all this stuff, all this baggage. And there's so many buzzwords. There's so many, you know, goals for growth and, you know, what the future of this industry is going to look like and all this talk. And, you know, again, over the last couple of weeks, you and I have talked about like we're missing some of those foundational basics, right? Like how do we actually build a functional company? How do you how do you build a company that works, you know, that that is uh you know, does that can scale, right? That can actually grow, that can deliver a great service, that can make customers happy. And this is sort of a trite obvious thing, but what worked in the past for a lot of these firms to get to where they are today, is not at all what's going to help them get there into the future. So it's kind of like now that we're in it and we can build from the ground up with a clean slate in this startup world, how can financial advisory firms have that mentality, right? How can they go build with that same mindset and just know that, hey, if you put these foundational elements in place and if you do it the right way and you stay focused on just kind of like business stuff 101... Do that first, and then and then the rest will come. So, anyway, that's that's kind of the high level of how we're thinking about uh, trying to bring our perspective and building a startup to you know the legacy advisory world.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we, I mean, we do this. We do talk about this with advisors a lot. Like we talk about these topics. A lot of advisors who, um, who come to work with us at Seeds, they are trying to build something. Even if they are a legacy firm, they're trying to build something different or grow organically in a new way or figure out um, how to serve more, how to provide the same services at scale. There's so many different like transformations or just th- things that they're trying to start and trying to do. and a lot of the same questions pop up that would pop up when you're starting a startup or any you know real business, but especially a startup where you're trying to really figure out who is your customer and what do they want and what can you do to serve them in a way that provides value throughout the entire relationship. Like all of the questions that you you answer early on at a startup, um, very similar in terms of what an advisor might be going through in trying to either expand their form, firm or start their firm. Um, so yeah, we, we do talk a lot about the similarities between the two. And I know your background as an advisor, um, you've kind of seen both worlds. So maybe you could like start by speaking to kind of where you were before founding SEEDS and how now looking back at that, you know, like what context do you have that's different from when you founded SEEDS and you had only had that experience as an advisor?
0: Yeah, it's like now a few years into building a company from the ground up we're going to keep saying it so everybody hears <laughs> it a thousand times. Um it it is well first of all it's it's the holy you know you know what of this is there is so much you have to get right mm-hmm. from the beginning and knowing when to pivot and what needs to be fixed and you have to we always talk about you know in the at seeds we talk about you almost have to tell the future across all these different parts of the business and see problems almost before they happen and fix, you know, find a solution and implement it. And now looking back at building an advisory firm and, and trying to have, it, you know, build the the growth of that firm, it's like, wow, there's so many now seemingly obvious things I didn't think about. Again, those foundational things of how to run the business the right way. I also think, you know, where do advisors typically sort of get their general advice about growth right right what where are they looking for these ideas they're looking at peers right it, we've created this sort of bubble which is a, it's a double edged sword right our peers know what we're dealing with as advisors we we think the same way we can share great ideas but it's just about the sort of advisor specific ideas of how to market, you know, just all these, you know, specifics as it relates to advisors and less sort of, you know, kind of like business school, typical foundational, forget about you're a wealth management firm. If you want to be a company, an actual company that can sustain into the future, how should companies be set up? What does your org chart look like? How do you, you know, internal communication, how does that work? How do you build a persona for your customer base? What's your support model? All these things that over the last, you know, a couple of years in Seeds was yeah, wow. We have to do all of these things. We have to get it all right. And why the heck were we not doing that in running our wealth management business? And then, of course, what's great is we can apply all of these learnings to that business. And yeah, that that's kind of how we're how we think about uh, hopefully this being helpful to advisors. Listen to all the peer ideas uh, as it relates to running an advisory firm. But but what's the sort of back to the drawing board stuff, the basics that we need to get in place to be successful?
1: Yeah, and actually applying it to a lot of the stuff. So to what we're hearing from advisors too, because we are talking. So being in a in a company that serves advisors, we do get to talk to a wide variety of advisors who are doing different things. They're trying new things. They're testing new business models. um, they're innovating, they're using technology in new ways. So I think kind of looking at things and, and giving a behind the scenes to seeds, the startup as we grow and serve advisors better. And also what are we hearing from advisors and how can some of what we're learning be applied, whether it is something we learned directly from working at Seeds or from working with advisors and seeing what's working and what what's resonating with them and what they're struggling with as well. Um, which kind of brings me to like, <laughs> why are we like, are, are you nervous to be coming into the podcasting world and like talking about this? Like, how are you feeling about, um, it's a much more informal format. You know, it's not like writing a blog post or, you know, putting out, an ad or, um, you know, designing our corporate website. So what are your thoughts going into this?
0: Well, what I think is generally hilarious about it is you and I are both, uh, control freaks, get it all right, (laughs) you know, nail it down exactly as it should be articulated. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the free flowing, you know, what are we thinking in the middle of a conversation aspect of this is, uh, inherently terrifying, but yeah, super exciting also, because, the more we've thought about doing the podcast and trying to be scripted on these are the talking points we're going to nail, which, again, is our personalities. Yeah. It's like we want to know exactly what, what our talk track is and how we're going to lay it out. It it does eliminate the opportunity for what you and I are going to kind of figure out on the fly in conversation, which is you know, the real life full version. circle. yeah is the real life version of what you and I do every day in conversations as it relates to building our business, right? This, so we really are just trying to lift out from the, you know, the, the virtual meetings you and I have all day, every day. And those aha moments we have, you know, getting feedback from an advisory firm and oh, that thing we didn't think about in the product that clearly needs to happen. Of course, we should have known that let's do this and talking through uh, all of those ideas live is yeah, we're trying to bring that energy and that that concept uh, into into the podcast for sure. But yeah, type A control freak, get it all right. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how we do. Yeah,
1: we'll see how we do. I'm excited to be like a little uncomfortable with this. I think I've always in my career been seeking, you know, the next thing that's going to make me just like a little bit uncomfortable and I'm comfortable having these conversations with you, but we'll see how we, we'll see how casual we can keep I'm trying to like really be, do I seem more casual? You know, do I seem casual enough?
0: This is the most casual I I think I've seen you. So yeah, it's effective. Most advisors say they want to grow. But real growth requires advisors to meaningfully connect with a new generation of investor clients with dramatically different expectations. The investing process of the past doesn't cut it. One-dimensional risk profiles that lead to cookie-cutter portfolios, reporting and review meetings may have worked before, but new investors expect to feel heard, understood. That's why Seeds is introducing investing as an experience. Seeds empowers advisors to deeply assess what's most important to every investor, from their unique perspectives on risk to their interests, their values, and beyond. A three dimensional profile leads to a personalized portfolio that advisors can seamlessly implement alongside tailored engagement and insights, all in one digital experience. Streamline your investment operations, make investing more meaningful, and grow with Seeds. How does your investing experience stack up? come find out at www.seedsinvestor.com We we were told we sh- we should have, you know, be in our environment, have like a drink that makes yeah. us feel comfortable, whatever, maybe some booze if that yeah, works. I don't have any and, booze. And and then and then I realized sitting on my desk was a baby bottle oh. from feeding my my 5-month-old this morning. So that's my fun drink to relax you. So that's that's my fun drink. Some some milk. Okay. So um, yeah. So what? Where are we going? So
1: I mean, I think like with what you just said about kind of building your advisory business and like working at an advisory firm and then coming and building seeds and realizing some of those fundamental things that, you know, could be applied. Maybe we could just start with one of those. And and I know we're not going to go into a full topic and go through it in great detail in this episode, but maybe we could just start with some of those things that are top of mind for you Um, that we want to touch on this yeah, season of the podcast.
0: There's so much, right? I, I think one of the important things that we talk so when when we look at advisory firms there's sort of two tracks right there are firms that have the benefit of being effectively startups themselves right they're clean slate kind of like how we're operating in seeds and they are taking that sort sort of holistic view of what do i what are the company fundamentals i need to put in place at the beginning so they get that benefit talking to legacy firms who are really trying to ramp up and figure out like, what does my company look like over the, I've been in existence for, you know, our wealth firm has been around for 40 years, right. 40 plus years. So how do you go another 40 when you have a certain client base and, and these things? And, and we talk about, you can be sort of a victim of that success mm-hmm. because it's a cash flowing business. There's clients, there's, you know, there, there's personnel you, you have, it's generally working So the, the biggest issue is how do you, uh, how do you break out of that mindset? If you really do want to go long-term, what do you need to think about? And and there's so much, one of the areas, you know, we know we want to uh, speak to, especially early on, potentially in the next episode is after you get some of this, these basics, right? Right. How are we marketing? Who are we marketing to? What are the tactics around marketing? When someone walks in the door, how do we sort of, what is our sales process? How do we pull someone through that experience? How do we onboard? What are the process processes backstage, front stage to create the customer experience? All these different things that over the course of this podcast, we're going to talk about. But the scary thing, the, the thing that we, we actually want to talk about ironically first is if you get all of that right, and many firms do, right? To be clear, mm-hmm. there's a lot of firms that are getting a lot of this stuff right and are creating organic growth. But what if you get it all right and then you're telling a value proposition story to the marketplace that actually goes against what your core value proposition is and is gonna become a problem for you as an advisor moving forward. And and what we mean specifically by that is a lot of advisors are still sort of selling that they're better money managers than the advisor across the street. So we do all of these important things for our clients, all of these holistic financial services. We're their therapists, right? We're, We're having these deep, meaningful dialogues with our clients. And then when they walk in our door, we pitch them our credentials about money management. We talk about how good we are at building portfolios and how well those portfolios are gonna perform and the products we have, in the lineup of those portfolios and blah, blah, blah nonsense that we all intuitively know is not why that person walked in our door in the first place. And so again, we want to talk about if we get all these foundational elements, right, let's not destroy it all by telling this sort of ironically disconnected story of what people are actually looking for when they hire us. And so yeah, we want to spend time kind of diving deep on that idea.
1: Yeah. And I mean, just to be clear, a lot of advisors, it's one part of their value proposition. They're they're selling, you know, maybe it's planning, it's I know you. They're, they have all of these other components, right? But then they're also packaging that up with this investment value prop that is much more about either products or returns or some other, you know, um, it's, it's not aligned with the rest of the story that they're telling. And it's so important to realize what that does to the client relationship going forward. And I think there's, there's been various like studies and articles that have come out about the impact that this can have, but yeah, it is a critical piece because so many advisors are working so hard to get all this other stuff, right. And then there's just this one moment, you know, right in that transition from being, a prospect to being a client where you're setting an expectation that you can't really necessarily control um, the outcome of that experience when you set that expectation, um, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So if you're listening to all of this and saying, oh, I have all these foundational elements in place. My business runs efficiently. I'm set up for growth. The takeaway is, okay, but when your prospect walks in your office or on your Zoom call, do you put up slides about how you manage money? Do you tell a story about why your product selection process is so super smart and what you put in portfolios? Because if you're doing that, you know, most of most advisors know, that's not what makes you different. That's not what makes you better. That's not why they're walking in your office. And so how can we stop doing that? And what do we replace that with? Mm-hmm. How do we make that experience more connected to what the person actually is seeking when they hire you. So more time to more time on that topic yeah, uh, I think in our next next chat.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, I know that we want to kind of always have uh, at the end a common question or a little segment where we talk about something that we're learning about or something we're excited about. So what what do you have on your mind? What's been going on for you?
0: There was a headline uh, I saw on LinkedIn, and then and then read the full story. I'll say a large wirehouse institutional firm just shut down their uh, robo advisory platform. So the, you know this big institution that has a lot of money to back a robo solution, they have decided to fully uh, shutter it. And so there's a lot of talk, you know, just sort of among our peers of why? How does that happen? You have you know all this backing, and you know, robo-advisors were going to replace the human advisors and what's going on? Why hasn't that happened? I think, you know, we've talked a lot as an industry that we kind of knew we weren't going to be replaced by by the robo-solutions because at a certain point, people, again, it's what we were just talking about, they want the human element. They want the advisor on the other side of the digital experience, and it seems like that solution, they didn't connect those dots, right? If you have an app... yeah that is simply a way to get you into a portfolio that's automated, that's great, but what happens when that person needs to have a deeper conversation about investing, but anything else beyond that from a financial planning perspective? So when we think about what we're doing at Seeds, it really is ultimately about being that bridge, right? How are you as an advisor delivering a digital experience but not losing anything in the human element, right? right? You're, You're enhancing, actually it. enhancing yeah. it. That's right, right? You, we don't want to replace the human element. We want to make it better. Of course, it needs to be digital and simple and efficient, and all of those things. But again, the, the the person on the other side is ultimately seeking to feel heard and understood, and so you need that that human on the other side driving it. So I thought that was pretty interesting, right? It's a, I think. Uh, makes me feel good about what we're building. It makes me feel good about the industry as a whole. And it's what we knew all along, right? The robos are not uh, ultimately going to replace what we do as advisors. Yeah. But what are you learning, Kelsey?
1: Yeah. No, that was a very – it was a great article. Um, I – this is so different from what you just said, but I've been learning about improv a little bit. So I don't know if you know Masterclass. I'm sure you've heard of Masterclass if you don't have it, but – Um, I have a masterclass subscription. And Amy Poehler did a improv class, but not like how to do improv, How what you can learn about improv to apply in your life. And it was like so interesting. The reason it caught my eye is some of the things she talks about are things that I like wholeheartedly believe. You know, I've got a lot of passionate opinions about how people should work, how people work together, how to build teams. No way. Um, And a lot of the things on her list were things that I really believe. And so I went through the whole masterclass on it and it was very interesting. You know, she talked a lot about like, um, being half in and how that really can like ruin improv and it also ruins basically everything else Um, and I thought that was really great she also talked about like finding the game which is like a, a new thing I haven't thought about but in every interaction trying to figure out like what what is the game like what's the dynamic at play here between us right now and how can we kind of have more fun with it and build upon it instead of stopping it or like uh getting in the way of it, continuing to build. So there were a lot of like really interesting takeaways, um, as well as just new ways to think about things I already really care about and believe in, I guess. So
0: That's, uh, yeah, I love that idea, that improv idea of like everything is intended to be like the alley-oop to yeah. the person on the other side of the stage or whatever, right. To, to, to continue the game, obviously some good sort of teamwork yeah. takeaways. Um, and also, I feel like again, and we touched on it uh, earlier in the conversation, but um, telling the future, mm-hmm. right? You we you you get in tune with people, and as a team that's well functioning, yeah. And it's like, okay, I see, I see where they're going with this, yeah. And and you can continue the thread. It also speaks to like telling the future from seeing a problem perspective, right? Mm-hmm. This thing is clearly happening. So how do we, as a group, adapt based on this new information that's coming at us a, a million miles an hour? So. Yeah. Uh, No, there's so many, even when I'm talking
1: to advisors, you know, I lately especially have spent a lot of time one-on-one with advisors and there's just so much that comes when you're working with someone new and you're really trying to figure out how can I best, you know, serve you or support you or how can we figure this out together? There's just so many um, interesting things that work in teams that you work with consistently, but they can be applied in a very small, um, like intimate setting as well. So it's really interesting um, to learn about.
0: Well, lots more to talk about. We're excited to be here. We're excited to kick this thing off. Hopefully you stay with us and uh, we'll see you next time. Seeds Investor LLC is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where seeds and its representatives are properly licensed or exempted. All information has been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy is not guaranteed. The information provided is for educational and informational purposes only and does not constitute investment advice and should not be relied on as such. It should not be considered a solicitation to buy or an offer to sell a security.